This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Hello and welcome to the double winners edition of the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear. What is double winners? Because we won on Thursday and we won tonight. Oh, I'm Jason, unbearable as shit Shear. And Arizona men's basketball defeated UCLA today in kind of a brutally awesome game. The final score was 58 to 52, and we have a lot of words to say. Um, should we gloat a smidge? I never gloat about anything, Shelby. I think you're starting to gloat on Twitter. Me? <laughs> Me? Brielle and Aurora are in the room laughing because they know their father gloats a little bit i came home and the first thing i heard was mom mom is yelling a lot i yeah somebody asked if i had kicked any doors in and nope but i i was it's cold and i was wearing a beanie even in the house i'm cold and i was throwing it around i was screaming like crazy hide your wives hide your children i did not um miss the game like i thought i would because uh, brielle unfortunately was not well this morning and we had to make the call that she couldn't go to flag football today. So she watched it on the sick couch. And it's all side of mommy that no kid should see. I might get out of control. Aurora saw me at the uh, game in Vegas, Arizona, when we played. Aurora seen you in every way. When we played. Shape in... and form. So. <laughs> in Vegas. That was insane. For Aurora, that was just a normal Saturday. Yeah. It's a shame that there were no UCLA fans around me at home because I would have been unbearable too. Now. Post game, I'm listening to Mick Cronin. I guess he kind of he basically told his radio guy to shut up. Can you imagine like Tommy Lloyd and Brian Jeffries going at it? But you did give a little bit of credit to Arizona. A modicum. A little bit. It's like Arizona wasn't even playing. But like, here's the deal, UCLA fans. I take a lot of junk on that message board. You know, no, I don't fault the mods or the publisher. Whatever, I'm a big boy. I could take it. But if you're going to dish it out, you got to take it. You got to take it. And you can't spend the whole week downplaying the significance of the game because that's what y'all do. You, you downplay and I'm And now it's, we didn't shoot well. And, oh, the energy was off. And no, Arizona played arguably one of their better games. And it's not the best. And we'll get to that. Yeah, and better defensive games. Better, maybe, it probably it's better defensive game. Maybe the best defensive game of the Tommy Lloyd era. Two teams play basketball, guys. UCLA wasn't, this wasn't an inter squad scrimmage. They were going against Arizona. 
So, you know, when you look at UCLA and you're going to talk shit, oh, this is the year, and it might still be the year. At the end of the day, Tommy Lloyd is 3-1, I believe, against Cronin now. No, 4-1. Pac-12 tournament. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The point is Tommy Lloyd did outcoach and outgame Mick Cronin today. And Arizona played a great game. And, and arguably UCLA played a really unusually bad game. Not what was expected at all. The score was lower than we expected, even what Jason predicted. Very defensive, very brutal, blood on the court. What you would expect from this rivalry. And here's the thing. If I'm a UCLA fan and I'm upset about this loss, you got beat at your own game. Like... Everyone said, like, well, we can't let this game get in the 70s or else Arizona's. We got to make this as ugly as possible. Now, just how ugly as possible? Well, there is a little stat. I'm going to move something. Yeah. Where Mick Cronin going into this game was 71 and 4 at UCLA when holding a team under 70. He had something like one loss for UCLA when uh, holding teams to 60. Arizona beat UCLA at its own game. And I'm sure you could talk to every UCLA fan there is. And if you would have said Arizona would score 58 points, they would have ripped their clothes off and say, oh my God, we won by 15. Arizona scored 58 points and y'all lost. Yeah. Put that in your paper. So put it in your pipe and smoke it. Also, this is funny. I tweeted before the game that I heard an F word and I was thinking of leaving. And UCLA <laughs> fans aren't even smart enough to know that I was joking. It's called sarcasm, guys. You, you know how many F words I hear? Brielle, how many times do you hear your father say an F word in a day? She just laughs. How many? A thousand. Brielle, Aurora just said a thousand. That seems high. A thousand yeah. a We're better high. parents than yeah, that. You're but... CPS. But... I curse. I'm, I'm, you know, what's, who's the dude that says hey, if Gary V. Gary V. Yeah, I curse. I curse a lot. Our boy Gary V. We love him. Um, so, the point is UCLA fans are terrible at losing and taking it and not even like nobody likes losing, but like be classy about it and then own it and like don't be an a-hole. You were jerks all week long. You were nasty to Kirk Carissa, you know, maybe rightfully so in some ways, like he, he deserved to be flamed a little bit. But to the end of the day, the score is 58-52. Arizona won. McHale was amazing. It sounded so amazing on TV. I heard from people in the stadium, like Jason and other people, that it was just absolutely like one of the louder ones they've ever been to. And that's what we want. We want people to watch Arizona destroy UCLA on national TV at noon. And we did. We're done. Done it. And okay. Done, and, and after the game, Tommy Lloyd did his presser and then went out to the Hall of Champions and talked to a bunch of people with Dave Hickey and Arizona had three basketball recruits that were awesome. Football had five or six guys. I was say, Jed Fish with the, the gaming. Today was the day. If you were on Tucson, today was the day. It's a good feeling. It's a great feeling. So anyway. Um, Not as good of a feeling as watching a dumb bono, though, according to Mick Cronin. Oh, said, yeah, quote, that was funny. Jay Billis, you turn in to ESPN to watch, wherever it is, to watch a dumb bona. There's only, my, my, our girl Lauren said it the best on Twitter. There's only two people that watch a game because of a dumb bona, and it's Mr. and Mrs. Bona. Okay? <laughs> That's it. Or Mr. and Mrs. Boner. I mean, 
<laughs> Brielle laughed. Also, yeah. let's talk about Jay Billis and the ESPN crew. Up. I can't. I don't. Like, I'll... literally, they all picked UCLA to win. Well, Jay one. can't pick, but supposedly Jay did tell the students in attendance this morning that he thought Arizona would win. Somebody that was in attendance said that Jay said, I think you're going to win. He could have been kissing ass. But, but every time there was any kind of, uh, like, lead or ball change or, you know, mistake, it was just, like, doom and gloom immediately. And I will say this. Like, obviously, everybody knows the Pac-12 refs are awful. There were calls that UCLA got that they should have been rightly mad about that went in Arizona's favor. Obviously, Arizona got terrible calls as well. I thought UCLA did get hit pretty hard today. But um, you can't lose the game on that. Like, you didn't lose the game on the calls. I always say I don't care if a ref is good and I don't care if a ref is bad as long as they're consistently good or consistently bad. I thought the ref was bad for both teams. so I'm They cool. were. I'm cool with it. The only call, honestly, the only call where I, I kind of was like, what? Was the call at the end where they originally called goaltend. Yeah. And, and it's a rule, so it's not their fault. But they called goaltend. They went to the film for way too long, and they changed their mind so UCLA got the ball because of the possession arrow. To me, that's just a, that a stupid rule. Basically, you're saying, I screwed up. Tough shit. Now the other team gets the ball. It was kind of weird how that played out. And it took way too long. I thought it wasn't a goaltend. I thought it was a clean block. The problem was that the second, the backup, had they not called it a goaltend, Pella got annihilated on yep. that play. He so if they don't call it a goaltend and they call it a block, it's still a foul because Pella got hit right over the top of the head and they didn't call anything. So it's, Well, and you know. Azulis, that first foul that he got right early in the game um, was, was not on him. Like even in, on TV, you could see it. He didn't touch him. You know who I felt the worst for today? Cedric Henderson, I'm not sure, had one foul in this game. No, he didn't. But good call for, like, four of them. He didn't. He had the one where he just ran, and they're, then they held <laughs> the foul. Like, and no. poor Cedric is a great kid. Like, you can't find them better than Cedric. And he's like, he just goes, what? <laughs> like, what? I, I didn't do anything. Like, what are you talking about? So the refs were just bad. Like, they're yeah. bad refs. Well, not, it, it's annoying because there are people on Twitter, you know, if you, like, search UCLA and you see the chatter – like talking about Arizona winning another game because they were jobbed, you know, with the refs. That is not why Arizona won this game. And here's the thing. UCLA doesn't foul. They don't. They're a very good team of not fouling. But they don't draw fouls. They're not good at drawing fouls. And Arizona is one of the best teams in the country at drawing fouls. And that's a tradition. So something's got to give when you have a stat like that. And the more aggressive team in this game Drew more fouls. When you have two guys that are close to seven feet, you're going to get fouled. Umar Balo is a man-child. Umar Balo just stands there, and they'll call it on him yeah, sometimes. Yeah, and, and he got fouled. He probably got fouled more than you thought. Zoo probably got fouled more, too. And they didn't a- lose the game. Adem Bona played 27 minutes, right? Here's the deal. Jalen Clark, starter, one foul. Tiger Campbell, two fouls. Hawkeyes, two fouls. Singleton, two fouls. Andrew, zero. McClendon, zero. Spitter at the end, one. Nwuba, whatever, four fouls. He sucks. Did you call him Spitter? Yeah. Oh, my God. So, your starters, Clark won, your guards two, right? Courtney Ramey had three fouls. Kubelis had three fouls. It, it was, what do you, you know, no one was in foul trouble except for Bona, but Bona still played 27 minutes. Right. They didn't have a choice with him. But you know? Yeah. So it's like, just shut up. Stop crying. Shut your mouth. You know, you did not play UCLA basketball today. 
And you guys should be ashamed of yourselves and go back to LA. Say it louder, Brielle. The coach is a baby. So the coach is a baby. And that's very, coming from my literal baby. In a very odd suit today, too. Like, yeah, a lot of hot? people. A lot of people were shitting on a suit. I didn't really pay attention, but people were not happy with the suit. It, it just looked odd on TV, I guess. But okay, well, next question. Next know. section. Uh, what was the difference in the game today? In my opinion, UCLA is they're very dependent on the success of two players, right? Tiger Campbell and Jaime Jaquez. If one of those guys struggle, it becomes difficult to win. If two of those guys struggle, both of them, it becomes really difficult to win. And Arizona knew that. Pella Larson, Courtney Ramey, great, great defense. You know, the Tiger Cameron Hawkins, 10 of 35 from the field. Nine assists, four turnovers, right? And 10 of 35 from your two best players, it's not winning many games. But the thing that got me is then you look at the complimentary players. So if they're going to struggle, you look at the complimentary players, right? David Singleton played 35 minutes over. Zero points, zero assists. 0 for 5 from th uh, the field, 0 for 3 from 3. Talk all the shit about Kirk Crusoe you want. He took David Singleton out of this game. Yep. He barely got a clean look. He got a couple of clean looks, right? So Adembona, whatever, played well, 11 and 6. Jalen Clark, at one point UCLA's offense was running through Jalen Clark and someone who I trust very much and has a great basketball mindset. Since when is this offense running through Jalen Clark? And Arizona had a large part to do with it. And I like Jalen Clark. He's really good, very good defender. But you're not running your offense through him. If, if you are running your offense through him, there is a very clear issue and you are clearly going to be handicapped here offensively. The difference was that Arizona... And the second half was able to play more of its game than UCLA was. Arizona was 12 of 26 in the second half. It'll go down as having 10 turnovers, but it was really five because whatever the F that was at the end. Yeah, it was weird. Um, you was know, they, and, and UCLA shot 34%. Uh, you know, Arizona was a slightly better rebounding team at times in the second half. And it was just a matter of one team doing what they do better than UCLA doing what they do. And in Arizona... We saw UCLA's weaknesses. And the thing is, it, it's not going to see a team like Arizona maybe again this season besides Arizona. Besides because Arizona. Because no one in the country really has the front court that Arizona has with Umar and Tubelas. And UCLA doesn't have that size. Like, And, and we talked about it. Besides Bona, they have no bigs. Mac and Tien, uh, you know, Nuova, you're, you're not trusting them at all. They're not winning or, you know, they're not winning you a basketball. They might lose you a basketball game. But they're not winning you a basketball They game. might get arrested. Right. So, you know, and Arizona's bigs were only 9 of 23. It wasn't like they were awesome, but they had 30 points, 18 rebounds. Um, you know, and so the difference, in my opinion, was one team did what they wanted to do and were able to get what they wanted to do more than the other. And that was Arizona. And I did think, you know, I actually somewhat agree with Cronin. But here's the deal. I thought UCLA's energy was fine. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. I thought Arizona's energy was just on a different level. And, and that happened against USC. They were just locked in both games. Like right. You could tell that they entered this week saying, we got to come up with a sweep. They were locked in in every way. But I also have to give – I can't believe I'm giving a slight compliment. I think ASU played UCLA harder than they expected on Thursday night. Hawkwest did not play well Thursday and well, Jason even said in our podcast, well, I expect Hawkwest to come out and you know score a million points. He did not. But I also say this, and, and when we talked about the ASU game, that Arizona coasted. Remember in the podcast, I said Arizona coasted against USC. Like, easy win. UCLA had a difficult game, and Mick Cronin doesn't play his bench. And he's not developing his bench. And so when he plays a guy like Will McClendon 10 minutes, or Noel with 10 minutes, that's not normal for them. Like, if you're going to do that, you develop. And... Arizona really shortened the rotation. I knew Dylan Anderson and Henry Vasar weren't ready for a game like this, and Tommy didn't even try it. Same with the demo ball. Smart. He said, we're going seven men, the seven guys I trust. That is what I'm doing. But Well, Hawkins and Campbell both played 37 minutes, which was the most. I mean, Arizona had Creasy yeah, played 36. Again, but they, again, they, they played. that's what they do. But they, they did it on Thursday night, too. David Singleton played 35 minutes and went scoreless. Like, that's... I mean, they just and again we've talked about this with this was Arizona that lost. Let's say Arizona lost this game, and they have their, their three losses that they've had. You know sometimes it's, you just have a bad night. You, the ball doesn't go in. UCLA was really cold. Like Arizona was too, but they just never could get the ball to go into the basket. But I tweeted this. I don't want the national narrative to be that UCLA was just cold and Arizona uh-huh. won. The national narrative. So Arizona fans, if you see it, it's called bullshit. The narrative should be. That Arizona's defense caused UCLA to shoot poorly. How many open looks did UCLA have? They had some. Don't get me wrong. But Pella Larson made Hawkwest's life miserable. Pella was disruptive. Courtney Ramey stopped Boogie Ellis and was all up on Tiger Campbell. Like, it, it, you got to give those guys credit. They did against USC with Peterson and Boogie. They did against UCLA with their two best players. Tommy Lloyd has said that he believes Arizona has the makings to be an elite defensive team. And he doesn't worry about defense as much as others. Go look up Arizona's pick-and-roll defense. I'll look it up for you on Synergy. But I believe going into the game, Arizona had the 12th best defense in the country on pick-and-roll. All UCLA runs is pick-and-roll. That's all they run. They don't run. They do ISO pick-and-roll. They don't run a good offense. It is, oh, we've got Tiger Campbell and Jaime Hawkins. Let's get him the ball and get him in space and run ISO. Arizona was all over that, deed the shit out of the two guys that they're playing ISO, and this is what you get. Arizona winning, which is awesome. Okay, next section, I guess. Uh, the, the defense really stood out, obviously. Was it anything different that Arizona did? Not really. Like, they just kind of focused and hung in there. And, and you know, I'd have to watch and see if they did different coverages and all that. But from the feeling and, and – person it was just guys were staying on their assignments like Kirk Creason knew that David Singleton shoots threes and stayed all over him Courtney Ramey was all up in Tiger Campbell's face 
Pella was physical, as physical of a d- defensive game as we've seen from him. You know, it, it, it. I don't think they did anything wild. I just think that they were probably locked in a little bit more than usual. And this is what happens. They have the potential to be a good defensive team. They just sometimes it, it ebbs and flows. All right, and Tommy Lloyd opened the presser today by complimenting Remy and Henderson. What was their impact today? Oh, my God. I had a typo on that question, and I just typed it as Shelby was asking. That was great teamwork. Thank you. Yeah. So, Courtney Ramey, the defense. He had 11 points today. He made three threes, four for six from the field, only one turnover in 33 minutes. He had an amazing week. Like, he did. Defensively, you know, we, we heard Courtney Ramey, Big 12 defense, blah, blah, blah. And he came in, and he's been disappointing on that side of the ball. And then this week, we see, oh, okay. <laughs> like When he wants to guard, he can really guard. And I don't know if it's a motivation motivation issue. I mean, maybe it is. Maybe it's difficult to ask a guy to guard like this every single game. But we saw this week that he is clearly one of the best perimeter defenders in the conference when he wants to be. His defense was awesome. And I think the thing with Cedric Henderson is, first of all, I'll say this every time I talk about him. Awesome, awesome dude. Like, texted his dad on Twitter and said, you have an awesome kid. Um, I thought he got screwed today. Like, the four fouls, the four turnovers, the, the fouls were just like, some of them were like, what are we doing here? Um, but, you know, he didn't score. He's the only player that played that didn't score. But he plays hard. He generally plays smart. He rebounds well, four boards in 21 minutes. Uh, not bad at all. You know, and you take a look at... UCLA really gets a rebound from two guys. But the thing is, like, it's what Tommy Lloyd was saying was, you know, Dalen leaves and they're able to, and, and he should have left, gone in the NBA. And then you're like, how am I going to replace Dalen? They go and they get Courtney Ramey. And he's done a very good job. He's not Dalen. He doesn't have that length. But, you know, he's, he's done a great job. And Cedric Henderson has done a great job. And it is not easy for portal guys to come in and acclimate to a certain team. And, you know, Cedric Henderson had one shot today, but you won't hear Cedric Henderson complain about it. Cedric Henderson's dad is like, good things happen when my son's in the starting lineup. That is what he said. He didn't say, my kid didn't get enough shots. Like, Cedric helps. And that's a good parent. And it's like, yeah, like, it, and obviously the moves work, and it's nothing's a lie there. But, you know, and, and Courtney Ramey never complained about his deal and comes out and defends well. And, and, and they've done very, very well with the transfer portal. And, uh, you know, I, when Tommy Lloyd compliments someone, I listen. That's good, because you listen. have ears. Yeah. That's awesome. Good for you, babe. Maybe you should compliment me more. I do. Right, Brielle? I like that you came home with smoothies for everyone. Mm-hmm. That was nice. I, <clears throat> instead of yogurt, we used brewing blood. <laughs> Did you request that specially at Smoothie King? Yeah, I said, yeah, I like the bitching brewing blend. Oh, my God, I just made that up. That was I'm actually gonna... really good. That could be... A really good coffee blend. Someone should steal that idea from us. We give it to you. Yeah, it makes you shrink and complain a lot. Wow. Doesn't Mick Cronin look like if his teeth were shaved down, like he had really sharp teeth, he looks like Gollum. Kind of like Gollum. Like I can see him ripping a fish open with his teeth. And he's still looking for that ring. Am I right? Give me that. (laughs) Give me that. Give me that. Oh my God. All right. Um, Any other shout outs? I want to shout out America. No. Um, so, 
Uh, I'm, I'm going to the line. I'm shouting at everyone. Okay, let's do it. Let's I'm going do it. player by player. We talked about Rami, Tubelis, Balo. Kurakrisa, seven points, two for nine shooting, uh, four rebounds, four turnovers. Not his best game, but he's still running a successful offense. The offense is better when he's in there. This was a big game for him. You would have liked to see him play like super well, but no one takes more punishment from the UCLA fan base than Kurakrisa. And, you know, Tiger Campbell scored. 13 points on 18 shots. He and an Arizona starting point guard scored seven on two of nine. So pretty similar stat lines, if we're being honest. Um, the difference is that Kerr held his man to 0 and 5 shooting. Like if we're going to break Kerr down, we got to build him up a little bit. Pella Larson, I talked about him. His defense was absolutely ridiculous. His effort, too. I will I say mean, there are times where the rebound, obviously, Arizona's rebounding has issues at times. And, like, you could see Balo just couldn't get there. So, you know, like, Pella was, like, going for it all the way to the line. Like, even if it went out of bounds, he was the, our player that was there. Like, his effort was insane. Yeah. I mean, in, in credit to him. Like, we go back and Tommy Lloyd complimenting Ramey and um, Henderson. But Pella Larson was a starter and did not complain a bit, if Tommy's to be believed. And I think he is. Didn't complain a bit when he moved back to bench. And it looks like a completely different Pella Larson. Uh, Kylan Boswell played 15 minutes. He was one for three shooting. Don't care. I think this might have been his best game of the season. Yeah. His defense was absolutely fantastic. The shots he took were smart. He didn't turn the ball over against a very high-pressure defense, a team that was right on him. Two assists, two boards. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. In this environment, we talk about how certain guys aren't ready. It's not a knock on Dylan Anderson. It's not a knock on Henry Vazar. It's not a knock on a dumb ball. Some dudes just can't play in these type of games. Like, you take a look on UCLA. Like, Mac Etienne played three minutes despite the fact that Biggs were in trouble because he wasn't ready for this game. Keith Nwuba was, was, was not ready for this game. They had to play him 10 minutes, right? Dylan Andrews, the freshman, true freshman, Eight minutes, zero for four. By the way, I'm going to go on a rant right now. Let's do it. Let's that just hear opened it. up a whole can of worms. Woo! When Kylan Boswell went to Arizona, there was a UCLA narrative that he did so because he didn't want to compete with Dylan Andrews at UCLA. Kylan Boswell played 15 minutes, two points, two assists. His minutes are going up. Dylan Andrews played eight minutes and had an over across. Over four. 0 for 2, no rebounds, no assists, no fouls, is basically the equivalent of me. Okay. The idea that Kylan Boswell went to Arizona with Kirk Riesler, who was always going to be the starting point guard because he was afraid of competition, is some of the dumbest shit. I'm getting pissed. It's some of the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Shout out to Kylan Boswell not being afraid of competition, outplaying the dude that he was supposedly scared of. It is a dumb ass narrative. What's also just so diminishing, which is kind of a trend for UCLA fans and UCLA in general, across the board, um, they don't like when they don't get what they want, and they get nasty. So. And it's like, oh, he has a bad body. Oh, he has this. You would give one of your fingers for Kylan Boswell to be the backup point guard to Tiger Campbell, because then you wouldn't have to play him 38 minutes a game. Damn, dude. I love this. You were fine. You were, Come here right now. You were at a good level, and you just went to the next level. Pisses me off. You don't he have to was put, so mad. He was shaking. You don't have to put down kids to build up others. Oh, there he's this, he's that. Man, let Dylan Andrews be Dylan Andrews. And Dylan Andrews being Dylan Andrews just isn't very good. 
All right. Yeah, I was whatever. Say, Dylan Andrews not doing so great. Okay. Well, it's a great day to be a Wildcat, obviously. I want to remind you something, Shelby. I love it. I said three steps this weekend. I, oh, Number yeah. Number one, Leviticus Sua. Done. Done. Number two, beat UCLA. Done. Done. Gary Bryant visit was the third. Arizona did very well from what I understand. I'm not calling anything yet. But if that happens sooner than later, we're going full unbearable meter. Wow. Ooh, I, I, there's people unbearable. that cannot wait. Un they cannot bearable. Wait. Brie also, wants to get in here. Is it going to be clean, Brielle? No. So anyway, um, I'd also like to point out that we got through the whole podcast. <clears throat> and I didn't have an F-bomb. So I feel like I should get an award for that. You should. Brielle is whispering, Dad, please remind everyone how UCLA's 14-game winning streak was broken. There we go. We talk trash at all levels in this family. We'll just do it. Ask the dogs. The dogs, what do you think of UCLA's performance? Oh, my God, they're sleeping. <laughs> oh, my God. They're t- you guys are wild. Usually they're uh, you being annoying as we record. Oh, my God. Brody just exhausted. threw up when I asked that. Exhausted. Brody just threw up. You know what and we need to do? Make love? We need to bear the fuck down. Oh, my God. <laughs> Boom. BTFD, baby. <laughs> oh, we. Look, I'm going to be honest. I'm not one to gloat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bear down. Bear down. <laughs> Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the plague. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+.